Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and I tell you what, I am so glad to be alive. You know, we are getting towards the end of the year, and things are cranking December 1st. I mean, think about this for a second. We are about done with this year. Where are you at? What do you have going on? How far advanced are you from last year? I was on the phone yesterday because today I started a brand new uh, test with Isogenics. They are a great company, and we're doing their uh, their cleanse and their fat burning system. We just finished up with Yoli's, had some great stuff doing a review on that. We'll be up tomorrow. You know, it's it's amazing these great companies that are out here, and I and I challenged people yesterday on Facebook and the social profiles. I'm going to challenge you today. Man, if you love your products, then grab some of your products and bless somebody at Christmas with those. I think it's going to be great. Hey, my good friend, Michael, uh, I can't ever say Mike's last name. We've known each other for about a year now. Magalic, Magonic, I can't say it. Anyway, he's a social stud and uh, just sent me a brand-new book, Social, What, Why, and How. Uh, I, I just love this. This is going to be great. We're going to be doing that the first of the year, and you do not want to miss it. We did Social Melody uh, last year. It was phenomenal. Okay, we are in Richard's book, Mock 2, with your hair on fire, The Art of Vision and Self-Motivation, and we are in Chapter 2, Success Secret Number 1, Self-Motivation. You know, and sometimes we get this confused totally. And Richard starts this chapter off. He says, this book is about motivation, self-motivation. It's about starring in, directing, and producing the movie of your life with powerful results. Now, I thought that was pretty good because when you think about this for a second, do we not play the movie in our mind? I mean, we play all the past stuff that's happened to us. We we play the future stuff that we want. We we play in our mind what we think other people are saying. So when he, the, the way he created this, I thought, man, this is just some powerful stuff. He says it's about taking your desires, your hopes, your dreams, and your aspirations and turning them into roaring fires of accomplishment. It's also about how to do all this by yourself where you want, anytime you choose for the rest of your life. Now, this is big. You know, Art Williams used to teach this all the time. You can't be motivated by people outside. Okay? That, I mean, you can get a little excited. You can go to the big event and say, woohoo! Then you get on the freaking airplane, you start heading back home, and you think, man, I can't ever be like them. So at the end of the day, it's up to you. You better, I mean, this is an important chapter for you to think about. He has something on here. He says, people are the happiest when they're in the process of achieving, when they're accomplishing something that's tremendously important to them. I got to thinking about that. I, I've, I've been up since about 3 o'clock this morning. I had a bunch of stuff I needed to get done, and I just figured, you know what? Might as well just get up. I can't sleep anyway. And I got to thinking about this chapter, and I got to thinking about the last year, you know, because here I am, I'm in my, I mean, the next 30 days is nothing but reflection as I as I write down and I prepare for the new year, and, and that way January 1, we're off and running. We're not, we're not waiting. You know, we're, we're, we're taking care of it. So as I, I thought about what he said, I thought, man, this is why I get so excited all the time. 
is because for the last two years, I've been in the process of achieving clarity on what I want my business model to be. You know, I do a lot of advocacy work, and, and Richard knows that. And and he's been working with me little by little. He said, hey, about, what about this? Hey, what about that? Hey, what about this? And I finally have this thing honed down tremendously better than I did January 1. And I thought, man, this really kicks butt. And here I am reading it, and I'm thinking, man, alive. The motivation was always from within. I got I got a good kick in the butt here and a good, a good you know, blessing there. But it was that... It was that internal saying, we can make this happen. See, he says the essence of being truly alive comes from falling in love with the pursuit of your dreams, always stretching, always in momentum, always expecting the best. And I sat here and I thought, man, this is kind of what he does with me. And and don't get me wrong, I mean, Richard and I can go a month, two months and not talk. But... It seems as the year has progressed, we, we talk more frequent. It's either Facebook or an email or a text or live on the telephone when he's not busy. I, I try to give him, I mean, he's running two companies and kicking butt. But I got to thinking about this, and I thought, man, this, he he literally, look, just go to blissbusiness.com. Okay, don't, don't, just go buy the book. But better than that, go listen to Richard himself over there. He's got a lot of free stuff. Matter of fact, the... The brand new video, Wake Up Call, beautiful videos over there right now, you can just, or audio, you can just listen to it. But I, I'm, I'm sitting here saying, man, he, he literally has been guiding me through the year. And I thought, this is great, because he, he literally lives out his book. He says there's four great lies of success. And this threw me for a loop when I first read it. I had to read it three times says, the following are what we call cultural paradigms, meaning they are hidden rules of society. Sometimes they're in our face, placed there by our parents or other authority figures. Other times they're just the rules of the road, not so bold, but always there. He goes, by referring to them as lies, I'm not suggesting that they are not valuable attributes or even often required for the achievement of a specific goal. What I'm suggesting is these rules do not necessarily lead to success as society would have its belief. Rule number one, the desire that desire creates success. This is one of the frustrations I have with the law of attraction people. Is their whole focus is just desire it. Just just bring it into your life and it will happen. And it's like, no, it won't. You better go do something about it. Okay, you just can't think your way into prosperity. You better get off your doggone butt and you better go out there and Focus on having abundance in every area of your life. Richard writes, most people confuse motivation with desire. We think because we want something badly enough, we will have the energy to get it. Not true. He said, think about this for a second. How many people do you know who have a strong desire to be a lot more and to have a lot more in their lives? How many people have a, have a desire to lose weight? I mean, here I am doing this test. I, the, the, here, and here, you know what? This isn't in his book, but this might this might be a good way to look at this. I could secretly have the desire to lose weight, and secretly I could do the Yoli, the Isogenics, the the Vima, whatever, and never tell anybody about it. And if I failed, who cared? But I'm so motivated to drop my weight 
that I'm sharing with the world. I mean, it's all over the place. I did the before and after with Yoli. I'm doing before and after pictures with Isogenics. I'm holding myself accountable. I'm so motivated. Today I weigh 200 pounds. My goal is January 1 to weigh 190 to 195, somewhere in there. I mean, I'm focused on this. I'm going to break that 200 mark. It'll be the first time in, oh, well, gosh, I'd say first time in about 11 years, 10 years for sure. It's like, yeah. That's not just desire. That is motivation, and I'm holding myself accountable. He said, the fact is, almost everyone desires health, wealth, and happiness, and almost no one achieves all three. He said, Social Security did a study. He said, 63%, by the time people reach 65, 63 are dependent on Social Security, friends, or charities. 29 are dead, 3 are still working, 4 have accumulated adequate capital for retirement, and only one is financially independent, period. Bust their butt for 40 years. For what? Just like Richard mentors me, I've got a young man I'm mentoring. He's not in direct sales. He's getting ready to get married in just a few days. He used to work at our church, and he's moved down to South Florida. And he called me yesterday, and we were talking about his his dream of, of taking a year off from school and and focusing on his new baby and his marriage. And, and then he wants to go and enter Carnegie Mellon University, which is one of the most beautiful and prestigious colleges in America. And as we talked, I actually used part of what Richard had written here and said, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to go to school, but I want you to realize that this may be what happens. So... Instead of going upside down in debt for hundreds of thousands of dollars, why don't you go to a different school if that's what you want to do, be able to do it a little longer, do it debt-free, and look for a company that will hire you. And then maybe they would give you an intern, or not an intern, but a scholarship or something to go to a better school. Because doggone it, this 40-year plan most people are on, it just sucks. I'll never forget, growing up, I wanted to be part of the union. I know what Richard meant working at the chicken plant. I watched my dad. It was a camaraderie-type deal. And then as most people know, if you've seen the movie Casino or or Hoffa, you know what happened to the union. Today it sucks. I look at my mom and dad, and I think, man, the union didn't do squat for them. And it's like, you know, we, we, we get caught up in, and I'm not trying to be political. I'm just telling you the, the deal. you got to do this on your own. Desire doesn't create success. The paradigms that society gives us sometimes doesn't work. Here's the second one. Hard work creates success. Now, I'm going to tell you that right now. That doesn't happen all the time. Art Williams used to say, if you work hard, you can beat 50% of the people. If you work smart, you'll beat another 40% of the people. That last 10% is going to be a dogfight. And I got to thinking about what he said and what Richard said, and 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 they both line up together. Richard writes, do you want to be successful? Then work hard. But haven't you been working hard? How many people do you know who have been working hard their whole life? If you work twice as hard, will you have twice as much tomorrow as you do today? Think about that. See, Art says 50% of the people are just flat lazy. They're not going to do anything. And I... And I 
And I, I think that's true. So we can wipe that 50% out from both equations, Richards and Arts. That means the 50% of us that are working hard may not be successful. There's something else there. So you can bust your butt all day and come home and not be motivated. Have no motivation, no energy to succeed outside of your comfort zone. Think about that for a minute. We get complacent in life. This is off subject, but I remember sitting at a restaurant once. I was back when I was a bounty hunter and a bail bondsman. And I'm eating dinner, waiting to, to bond out a group of guys that had gotten busted for, for running a still in the in the country. And I heard this guy say, hey, maggot, would you go get me something to eat? And his wife jumped up and went over to get him something to eat. And that came back to my mind as I was sitting here thinking about Richard's deal because she was working hard for a guy that she thought loved her, but yet he's treating her like dirt, calling her something. She had gotten complacent in life. I am sure she was working hard to please him because, man, if some dude would call you a maggot, they'll probably slap you too, so... You know, I'm sitting there looking at that, and I thought, man, all this time I've been hearing people say, work hard, work hard, work hard. And that doesn't guarantee success. The third paradigm Richard talks about, being a good person creates success. Man, I'll tell you what, that's not true at all. And I'm gonna, I'm not even going to go by what he wrote in this book. I'm just going to tell you this. As a, as a bail bondsman, I met a lot of bad people that were more financially successful than the good people. I, I, I can point out families across America that, that have everything that you desire, mansions, cars, cash, toys, jewelry, sex, women, men, you name it. And they're not good people. So being good doesn't guarantee you success. But yet we've been told, just be good, man. Work hard. Be good. Stay focused. Maybe an additional question that we should ask ourselves is, what is our definition of success? Richard's going to get into that, and I'm not going to take away from what he's doing. He puts it this way, how many successful jerks do you know? There's a lot of them out there when you think about it. Number four, getting a good education will lead to your success. You know, there's a lot of people that will say education is power or knowledge is power. And that's not true. When I was talking to my young friend yesterday, I said, do you realize that when we all started out, there were no universities, there were no colleges. The original ones were started usually by monks or priests. Aristotle, Socrates, Jesus. And the list could go on. King Solomon. These dudes weren't university dudes. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some there's some times you got to go to school. I mean, obviously, if you want to be a, a cardiologist, you better go figure out how to work on people's hearts, not just use some frog somewhere. But think about this for a second. You know the technology world got started, there was no classes in universities. There was nothing. You know, just now, University of San Francisco's just started a degree in social media. See, there's always 
the industry. There's always the niche. There's always the profession. Then comes the universities. I don't know many Indians or many cowboys that had any kind of degree in being a doctor, but yet they saved a lot of each other's lives. So when, as I was reading what Richard wrote here, I'm thinking, man, he sure puts stuff in just common thought process that just if you sit here and read it and analyze it, you realize he's right. But then if those four paradigms, desire, working hard, being a good person, getting an education, doesn't guarantee success, if they're not the secrets of success, then what is the secret to your, I'm going to put words in his mouth for a minute, to your personal success? What is it? It all comes down to self-motivation. You get to motivate yourself. You know, I probably wouldn't quite understand this still had I not gone through the Marine Corps. Because getting off that bus as a as a snot-nosed, long-haired 17-year-old that thought he was bad, and 12 weeks later, walking out the gates, Knowing I was bad, I'd also learned something. I'd learned that no one on the outside could push me. Only I could push me. And I pushed myself and pushed myself and pushed myself beyond what I thought I was capable of doing. Many years later, as a bounty hunter, that paid off. Because if you want to know what self-motivation is, look down the barrel of a gun when the guy on the other end has the intent to pull the trigger. And be able to keep your faculties about you. See, we get to control this. And I know some of my Christian friends right now are probably like freaking out saying, Now, wait a minute, we've got to follow the will of God. Then all you've got to do is read the Bible and you should know that he wants you to get off your dadgum butt and get out there and accomplish something like the purpose that he created you for. And you don't do that sitting around on your butt saying, I'm waiting on God to tell me what to do. Self-motivation, here's here's Richard. Self-motivation is the mysterious concoction of belief, confidence, positive expectations, and creativity a seemingly abundance of physical, mental, and emotional energy that naturally propels us to our goals. Let me use my mom as an example for a minute because she'll take a canvas with nothing on it, have a picture that she's going she's gonna to paint, and when she's done, takes that blank piece of canvas And by using her belief, her confidence, her positive expectations, the creativity God's given her, her her focus, her mental and emotional and physical energy, she will end up writing, writing, listen to me, end up painting a picture. Her and my dad's been married now like 45 years or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, it was God created the earth and then my mom and dad, I feel. And it's funny as I look, because my dad, big old boy, I mean, he's a stud. 
And my mom's just a little bitty old thing. I mean, if the wind blows wrong, she got scared at hurricanes because she was afraid they'd just blow her away. I mean, she's a little thing. And you know she takes care of my pappy every morning. Morning, noon, and night. She's there taking care of him. Kicking him in the butt when he needs kicked in the butt. Making his food. Helping him through the house. He gets a little stumbling every now and then. And I think, man, what Richard's talking about here, she has that self-motivation. Her goal is to make sure that my dad's life is as comfortable and easy as, as it can be. And that's been her, her whole focus for decades now. See, each of us have a different focus of what our success, what our goals are. But you've got to do something to get there. First thing that you've got to do, because these are the keys. Because the self-motivation is created around five things that we just talked about. Enthusiasm, courage, persistence, physical energy, creativity. See, enthusiasm, I found this interesting because Richard explains it this way. He says, you can dissect enthusiasm to say enthus, which means God within, and ism, I am sold myself. I thought, wow. See, if we got that God within us, we're cranking this thing. We know that we're not doing this by ourselves. Then all we got to do is say, I'm sold on it, man. You created me for a reason. I'm out of here. I'm booking. We're going to make it happen. Enthusiasm is that internal energy. See, this whole year when other people would be telling me, man, you just need to quit doing this stuff you're trying to do. Why are you doing this advocacy work? Why do you, why do you give away so much stuff? Why don't you charge people to do reviews on them? Because well, I don't think the review would be quite accurate that way. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I believe in in my friends, but I want to tell the truth. So I kept hammering this thing out, and everybody, well, just quit and come to work for us. You know, the fun thing is, my buddy Richards never asked. It. Oh, I, I mean, he'd he'd give it to me in a heartbeat, but he's never asked that. Other other guys have. They'd just call up and say, "Man, we'll 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 pay you, come to work with us." Nope, not going to do that. I kept hammering at this thing because I had that enthusiasm knowing there was going to be an answer if I just kept cranking it out. And I mean, man, I flushed this thing out so much and I'm still not there, but we're making it happen. See, you've got to be that way. Second thing is the courage. Seeing the danger and acting anyway. See, none of you... Well, probably none of you, my dad, but most of you will never have to look down a barrel of a gun. You won't have to worry about what if. I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it now. I remember right before we moved to Florida, the only Shalotskis was in town was on the other side of the state line in Kansas, so I'd gone over there to get Paige's sandwich was driving home, and as I crossed a bridge at rush hour, there's a guy climbing the fence. Nobody was stopping, and I thought, man, surely he's not, like, going to waste himself. I looked over at Josh, my oldest, and I said, what do you think? He said, man, I don't know, Dad. So we turn around, and I'm walking up to the guy, and by then you could tell he's jumping. He's got his leg up over the top. 
I grab a hold of him and jerk his butt back down. There's cops down below. If he'd have, if he'd have jumped, he'd have landed in the middle of I-70 at rush hour traffic with concrete barriers on both sides. And not only would he have killed himself, a lot of people would have probably died. I had the courage to stop him. Now, here's why I say that. This guy's freaking out. I've got him in a chokehold thinking, man, I sure hope the cops get here soon. And, and, and I'm just going to call this as I see it. An asshole of an attorney comes up in his suit and says, hey, I'm going to put my card in your pocket. If this guy tries to sue you, you let me know. I thought, okay, you, you, he, he saw the whole thing. He had been there watching this guy. But he wouldn't have the courage to get out of his vehicle and stop this guy from committing suicide. If you want to succeed, you've got to have the courage to do what other people won't do. You've got to take it to a level. You've got to face that danger. It's a risk, but you can make a calculated risk, and you can make it happen because the one thing, and I'll tell you, if you're in network marketing especially, you're not going to be doing it by yourself. You got shows like this, you got Richard stuff, you got all kinds of other great trainers out there. You won't do it by your dadgum self. But you can't give up. You got to have that persistence, that tenacity to never give up. Any of you have gotten any emails from me or, or friends on Facebook know that, man, I just, my, my, my tagline is living an epic adventure. And I got that from another mentor of mine, John Eldridge, who just a phenomenal coach and trainer all in his own right. And he wrote Wild at Heart, best-selling book. And he wrote a book called Epic once. And because of his background in movies and, and the fact that Richard's talking about movies, our movie, see, I look at my life now as an epic adventure. That doesn't mean I'm always on the mountaintop. If you think of any epic adventure, Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, Fast and Furious, I mean, any of them that you can think of, you have highs and lows. You have the heroine, the hero, the villains. Not everything happens totally right, but you want to know what happens with an epic adventure? The good guys always win. Always has a happy ending. You want to know why that is? Because they have the courage. They have that that enthusiasm to make it happen. They have that persistence to never give up. That gives them the physical energy to go on when they don't know why they want to go on. We see this happen a lot in war because guys will will be so focused on the goal, so focused on the mission. Richard and I had this talk not too long ago. It was about a different subject. but I said, you know, the one thing the Marine Corps taught me was how to win the war, not necessarily every battle. See, too many times we try to win every battle instead of keeping our eye on the mission and winning the war. If you want to make it, if you want to succeed at whatever that means to you, 
then you've got to keep this up so that you will constantly have the creativity. See, that's what fuels everything. Constantly fueling this. You're going to have rough spots in your life. You're going to have parts of your life that just don't work out the way you want them to. But this, your internal self-motivation is what gets you there. And I and I know, again, I know some of my Christian brothers and sisters, and they're saying, Troy, that's almost sounding, you know, like one of those humanistic things, and I just don't know. Listen to me a second. In your case, you've got the Holy Spirit living in you. Y'all should be focused 100%. You talk to God all the time, say, man, I want to stay there. Because you know what? If, if, if you believe your Bible inside and out, then you know you're a temple of God. Holy Spirit's living inside of you. You better be motivated 24-7. And when you start to get down a little bit, you better be saying, man, I need to, I need, Lord, give me some strength. Holy Spirit, work with me. Now, if y'all are freaking out and some of you aren't, you know, you don't believe that way, don't worry about it. Just what Richard's saying. Just read the book. Listen to it. You've got to make this happen. See, that creative is what makes it happen. It's what makes it makes it go. You want to you want to know some really creative, successful people that this book. I mean, Richard didn't even write about them in this book. But all you got to do is go down Music seventy six in Branson, and you'll see families that have become financially successful. And you want to know how they got started? Playing spoons and a washboard. But their creativity to make music's allowed their families to live a legacy they never dreamed of. See, I love, I love his book. This is big. Tomorrow, three, chapter three, reviewing the script, the one that's already in place. Folks, live life like an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.